Hey, podcasters, it's Monday. Really, really good show uh, to listen to today. We put things into perspective. We put the media into perspective, the president's health, uh, and a really important hour on uh, take people at their word. Times are changing, and you need to take people at their word. When they tell you they're going to do something, expect that they are going to do it. Because what they're telling you they're going to do, at least recently, have been very frightening things. Don't miss a second of today's broadcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. York Times also uh, has uh, has written a piece um, where they have found something they didn't know was there. Uh, insurrection anarchists have been protesting for racial justice all summer. Surprise. And some black leaders wish they would go home. <laughs> it's according to Jeremy Lee Quinn, who has spent the past four months documenting black block anarchists. Now, black block anarchists, Hmm. you can recognize them sometimes because they're wearing black black. And sometimes they have the big red A in a circle. Black block anarchists in half a dozen cities across uh, the country. On the last Sunday in May, Jeremy Lee Quinn, a furloughed photographer in Santa Monica, California, was snapping photos of suburban moms kneeling at a Black Lives Matter protest when a friend alerted him to a more dramatic subject, looting at a shoe store about a mile away. He arrived to find young people pouring out of the store, shoe boxes under their arms. But there was something odd about the scene. This is the New York Times. Hey, at least they're starting to find their way. It's cute. It mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. is. It's cute. Mm-hmm. There was something odd about the scene. A group of men dressed entirely in black milled around nearby, Hmm. almost like supervisors. One wore a creepy rubber Halloween mask. The next day, Mr. Quinn took pictures of another store being looted. Again, he noticed something strange. A white man, clad in black, had broken the window with a crowbar, but walked away without taking a thing. Mr. Quinn began studying footage of looting from all around the country and saw the same black outfits and, in some cases, the same mask. Bum, bum, bum! (laughs) My gosh, how do they do it? It must be that they have such a huge staff. Mm -hmm. He decided to go to a protest dressed in black himself to try to figure out what was really going on because it's so confusing so far isn't it so far it's very hard you'd never come to the conclusion that it's antifa no you've Uh -uh. never reached that conclusion right well don't count your chickens before they hatch (laughs) okay do you think the new york times has arrived to that nope uh, he expected to find white supremacists who all Did wanted to help reelect <laughs> President Donald Trump. <laughs> of course. By stoking the fear of black people. Oh, man. But what he discovered instead mm. were true believers 
in insurrection anarchism. Huh. <laughs> yeah. What group believes in that? I don't well. We'll huh. sit. Let me read. All right. To better understand them, Mr. Quinn, a 40-something theater student. So he's not a journalist, so I don't know if he's qualified to tell us these things. <laughs> he worked at Univision until the pandemic. He spent the past four months marching with black bloc anarchists in half a dozen cities across the country, chronicling the experience on his website. He says he rejects the uh, or he, I'm sorry. No, no. He says he respects the idealistic oh, goal of, of a hierarchy free society. Who doesn't that anarchists embrace, mm-hmm. but grew increasingly uncomfortable with the tactics used by some of the anarchists, which he feared would set off a backlash that could help get President Trump reelected. Now. What I like about this is he's got his priorities right, okay? Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. could set off a backlash that could start a civil war, could get people killed, could burn the whole system down to the ground. Nope. Nope. He is concerned about the (laughs) reelection of Donald Trump. In Portland, Oregon, he marched with people who shot fireworks at the federal court building. In Washington, he marched with protesters who harassed diners. Hmm. Mr. Quinn, now I'm not sure if he's uncomfortable with those things or not. Mr. Quinn discovered a thorny truth about the mayhem that unfolded in the wake of the police killing of George Floyd, an unarmed black man in Minnesota or in Minneapolis. It wasn't really mayhem at all. <gasps> what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. You don't say. No. What did he find? How did he find it? While the talking heads on television routinely described it as a spontaneous eruption. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want you to remember the key word on election uh, from now until January. The key word that will be a part of every lie will be spontaneous Sponta- it's mm-hmm. a spontaneous reaction to what is happening. It's a spontaneous uh, gathering of grassroots everyday Americans. Spontaneous from November to January will be your first clue that what the media is telling you is a lie. Write it down. While talking heads on television routinely describe it as a spontaneous eruption of anger at racial injustice, it was strategically planned, facilitated, and advertised on social media by anarchists who believe that their actions advance the cause of racial justice. No, it didn't. In some cities, they were a fringe element, quickly expelled by peaceful organizers. But in Washington, Portland, and Seattle, they have attracted a cult-like energy. So wait a minute. Hmm. So maybe it's not white supremacist. Maybe those who follow Donald Trump are not in a cult. But maybe it's the black bloc anarchists of Antifa, which I think we should just be calling fa because that's what they are. They're fascists. Fa. Don't take Mr. Quinn's word for it. Take the word of the anarchists themselves who lay out the strategy in crime think. With a C. I got to check that website out. Crime Think, an anarchist publication 
black clad, clad figures break windows, set fires, vandalize police cars, then melt back into the crowd of peaceful protesters. When the police respond by brutalizing innocent demonstrators with tear gas, rubber bullets and rough arrests, the public's disdain for law enforcement grows. It's asymmetric warfare 101. Whoa, that's almost like <laughs> it's almost exactly like what the State Department and the George Soros affiliates were teaching people in Tahrir Square in Benghazi, leading Hillary Clinton to say, we came, we saw he died. Uh, the same things that we saw when they were arming what turned into ISIS in Syria. The same things that we did in Russia and Ukraine and, and countries in South America. And now what they're doing here in America. That's weird. Who would have thought it? By the way, the photographer that did this, uh, Quinn, uh, he said on the third day of protests in Minneapolis, Minnesota, anarchist publications uh, reported black clad individuals breaking the windows. Um, some anarchists participate in pacifist civil disobedience, while others justify uh, committing crimes like arson and looting by saying it wears down the capitalist economic system. The systematic online mobilization of violence has been planned and coordinated in real time and celebrated by explicitly violent anarchist socialist networks that rode on the coattails of peaceful protests. The ability to continue to spread and eventually bring more violence, including a violent insurgency, relies on the ability to hide in plain sight, to be confused with legitimate protesters, and for media and the public to minimize the threat. Ha! I wonder if the New York Times has put together that these anarchists might be Antifa. So far, no word. I'm sure they have their best gumshoes on it. <laughs> it's so hard to detect them, isn't it? It's really hard to detect Antifa. Uh, well, when they're carrying the flags. The, with the like, big red A right. in a and circle. Right. Yeah. And, they're, and, they're, and they're on their own website saying this is what we're doing. It's very difficult. Yeah, it's tough. It's very difficult. It's tough. Very difficult. Um, we told you on Friday uh, that AP is now um, invested in this. Uh, their their new style book uh, suggests that they no longer use the word violent because it will stigmatize uh, or you know, riots. They can't you can't use the word riot because it will stigmatize broad swaths of people working for a just so we're cause. rioting. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to stigmatize rioters. While they're rioting, they would like to say <laughs> you they would like to say uh, that these are not riots or rioters. They it's are a pejorative word. Of course, it is uh, a riot <laughs> uh, is a property destruction rather okay. than the underlying grievance that has been used in the past to stigmatize broad swaths of people protesting against lynching priest, police brutality or for racial justice oh, going back to the oh, urban uprisings of the 1960s. So these are uprisings and not riots 
used to stigmatize broad mm-hmm. swaths of people protesting against lynching. But if they're spray painting buildings that say, hang a cop, <laughs> I don't think that, that doesn't seem anti-lynching, does it? It doesn't seem. <laughs> hmm. Is there a difference between hanging people and lynching? Ah, Ah, uh, uh, well, no, I don't think so. <laughs> that we, yes, <laughs> the state does it in an orderly fashion. If you're hanging, if you're hanging, okay. But uh, okay. Uh, a lynch mob would just be people who grabbed a cop and then hung him up in a hung tree. him up, yeah, in a tree. So yeah. if it's spray painting to the to the uprisers, uh, they should hang a cop. I don't think that would be in an orderly fashion. So they encourage more uh, a vaguer and milder euphemism uh, on the racial justice Mm. protests. Um, Mm. So and uh, avoid racially charged or racially motivated or racially tinged because they convey little meaning. Hmm. Why do you suppose they convey little meaning? Probably because they've been overused, maybe. <laughs> and uh, we don't define anything as anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why well, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. Well, it's the New York Times. Well, you'd expect to learn a you lot. You would. Wouldn't you? You you'd would. expect to. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Sue Burgess is her name. She had uh, she'd won the the lottery, mm-hmm. and no, it wasn't a million dollars, but it was a thousand dollars. She said that's like winning a million dollars to me. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, she couldn't claim her winnings uh, because of the pandemic. She had to follow the state's instructions and go to the post office to send her ticket via certified mail. She did, however, uh, certified mail. I mean. Ah, what is certified what does certified mean really um it never made it to the lottery office uh in the one week time frame uh but it had to go all the way from her home in hernando county all the way across the state to tallahassee oh yeah you can't Uh, ask that to happen in less than seven days and a lot of snow yeah down there in (laughs) yeah in the summer her tracking mm-hmm. information last showed the ticket in transit uh, at a Tallahassee post office, but uh, they haven't received the ticket. Uh, no ticket, no prize is what was saying. So, you know, I'm trust sure that, the post that office. That can't happen to a ballot, though. Of course they can't, not. That can't happen. They, I'm telling you, they will deliver right to the ditch. Yeah. You, you, have yeah, you don't no, have to worry about that. You do not <laughs> worry about it. If that's where you want your ballot to go. And you're voting for Trump. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee it's going right there. I can guarantee it. Catherine Engelbrecht mm-hmm. is uh, is with us. She's the founder and president of True the Vote. Uh, this is a, um, I think that's a five hundred one. You uh, yeah, C three voter rights organization uh, that just is trying to true the vote against any kind of cheating on either side, which I think all Americans are behind. I'll accept the vote if it is accurate and and nobody has cheated on either side. 
She is here to talk to us about what is happening in in uh, Harris County here in Texas. Welcome. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a it's been a wild wild ride. I bet it has. I bet it has. Uh, so can you go through what is happening with Biden's political director that is implicated in this scheme in Harris County? Uh, sure. I mean, they, they are they are on uh, on video um, claiming that they have, you know, long been been laundering mail in ballots. Uh, among the most vulnerable of communities and long-term care facilities and um, to the homeless populations. And, and this is just part of a much broader piece playing out across Texas, across the nation, as, right. as so, the weaknesses of our process are now being put on full display. And, um, you know, and, and the sad truth of it is the fraud has been institutionalized in ways that uh, a lot of Americans haven't seen until, until now. Yeah, this is the first time that I that I am at least aware of that this has been a nationwide seems to be a nationwide push uh, to institutionalize this this fraud there in some states. They're even suing now to get rid of signature verification. Oh, absolutely. It's 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 engineered chaos. And the and the the conductor behind all of those lawsuits is a is a lawyer by the name of Mark Elias, who cut his teeth in the Al Franken Norm Coleman battle of uh, of uh, 2008 when uh, mail ballots played a pivotal role in securing that election ultimately for uh, for Al Franken who went on to be that filibuster proof vote they needed to get the affordable care act passed uh, Mark, Mark Elias Mark Elias has uh, now grown to great fame uh, this cycle he's, he's Hillary Clinton's attorney in this cycle he has he has been behind over 90 such lawsuits that have removed signature verifications that have removed postmark whoa, whoa. standards that have whoa 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 those actually <laughs> went through oh my gosh they're going through all over the place where you you this- don't have to have a postmark or a signature verification oh they are there this is part of the plan glenn is to cause such rampant confusion over standards and they're setting them up to knock them down. So they're setting up all these lawsuits on the front side. Now stick with me here. They're setting them all up here. Nobody knows what the real where the dust settles because we're we're battling this out in the courts. Now we get to election day, and boom, November fourth, they have the opportunity to declare all kinds of their own manufacturing of Bush v. Gore legal arguments or disparate impact against minority and protected communities because of what they did on the front side of the election. That's where this is headed. So I knew it was going to be bad with court proceedings. I didn't think that they had got, got I knew that they were trying to. I didn't know that they had gotten the, the postmark verification and the signature verification through, that, they, that those don't well, count anymore. Well, it's it's different state to state. I know, I know. Stand, yeah, different standard state to state. But that has absolutely been part of their grander plan. So where's and, the sta- um, where's the state where they've made the the biggest impacts? Mm, gosh, it, it changes moment to moment. I can, mean, you t- they've, they've, can you tell me the states? Mean, can you tell me the states you think are the most likely to see problems? 
uh, Nevada, Wisconsin, um, Virginia, Pennsylvania, certainly. Oh my Texas gosh. is under Texas is under an all kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, Texas has never been looked at as a battleground state. But there is a reason that Mark Zuckerberg two weeks ago dropped $35 million into this state, into the local election administrator offices. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'll do you better than that, Glenn. Tony Pippins Poole, who is the election administrator in Dallas County, is on the board of Mark Zuckerberg's uh, Center for, for Tech and Civic Life that pushed $15 million into Dallas County. And that's the money that's going behind these mail mail drop off boxes and all the things that are brand new popping up here in Texas. It is it is go time. So, Catherine, <laughs> I, I am I am I am I'm not shocked by a lot, uh, but I, I will tell you, I am every day more and more convinced that there is. Uh, there is only a landslide on the Donald Trump side that would convince uh, me that this was a, a free and fair election. If it's if it's close and it goes to Biden, I don't think I could accept it. And there are so many people on the left that if it is close and it goes to Trump, they won't accept it. It, this, it's a, it's a, it, we are we are in a very precarious situation, and what we are telling people is is to not just take this on election night. You know, sitting on your couch watching the the numbers roll in and all of the hysteria that is near certain to follow. We are encouraging people to to become poll watchers and bear witness to this. We need to learn something from this. Because we didn't get here overnight and we're not going to get out of it on November 3rd. This is going to play out over, over time. And there are, there are a, lot of, uh, a lot of deadlines that we need to be educated about. I mean, if, if the states can't seal their elections by December the 8th, then there's question as to whether or not the electors from those states can be awarded to the Electoral College. Oh, my God. And you get to... The, date certain of January 20th, if there's not been a clear winner uh, from the Electoral College, then the House, the, vo- the, the vote goes to the House of Representatives. Nancy Pelosi has a- is Nancy Pelosi has already last week prepared the House and said, start to prepare for proceedings to select the next president in the House. It's real. It's real. One thing, you know, one thing we have all learned, I think, having been on this journey now for some, some number of years, is when they, when they tell you who they are, believe them. When they tell you what they intend to do, believe them. And we need to be on the field working together to make sure their plans don't come to pass and to bear witness. Okay. Because what you said is... Catherine, I've got to have you back early and often. I want to have you on at least once a week between now and the, and the election. Tell people what they should be doing. First of all, go to the polling booth to vote. I don't care if they say you can get leprosy. Uh, Go to the polling booth and vote. Um, Because there's a lot of states you can vote right now in. Um, uh, What else should people do? Uh, Check your registration. Go to your state, or if you live in a major county, go to your county website. And all of this information is also on the truthevote.org website. 
but check your registration. Just make sure you're active, your information's right. Just make sure. Today is the last day to do that in Dallas, and I wasn't even, they brought it up, and I'm like, I'm registered. I voted. I vote all the time, Uh, but I should go and check it anyway. Just check. Just, it'll take you a minute. Just check. And where do you, where do you go to check your registration for each state? You can uh, start at the Secretary of State's website. Okay. In and then, and then go from there. Okay. Uh, and you are exactly right about voting in person. And, and every here in Texas, every poll, every candidate has the opportunity to place two poll watchers anywhere that they're on the ballot. So call, your, call a, a candidate that you are aligned with and ask to serve. That's the, the fastest way to get plugged in now. Who do we call? You can call, you can call your, your party or your candidate, or you can come to truthevote.org and take training online, and we'll help you get plugged in. Okay, great. I can't thank you enough. You have been at this. You are a warrior. You have been a warrior for a long time, and you have the battle wounds to show it. Um, I, I truly believe that the vast majority of Americans don't want anybody on either side screwing with the vote. It's the one thing that we have always had that we have believed in. I don't think most people believe in it, but it's the only thing that allows us to have a peaceful transition of power. And uh, what you're doing is uh, God's work. And I I wish you all the best. Let us know how you how we can help in any way. We will help you. Let's just stay in touch because it's going to be a wild ride. (sighs) Catherine, thank you so much. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. I suggest this, Stephanie. We've got to have a national discussion about how we vet a presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. We screwed this up. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the media not digging deeply enough, whether Mm -hmm. it's a time to have a discussion about a bipartisan committee that demands tax returns Mm. make that a requirement or exposes Mm -hmm. um financial pictures Mm. for candidates but we we got this wrong and this can't happen again okay so this is a really good idea um in fact uh venezuela does it Mm -hmm. uh russia does it the mullahs in iran do it uh china does it it's really who to vote for yeah well they they make sure that only qualified people uh are are able to run they don't really smart they just don't open it up to anybody because that can really be screwed up yeah so um (laughs) believe people when they say they're doing something or want to do something believe them Mm. and you are now looking at a party that if they gain control of the the house the senate and the white house uh we are in real danger we're not i mean (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Especially us. We are in real danger. But uh, the uh, the danger really comes to the republic. It will change. And if you have people who just are making the reasonable, reasonable statements of we've got to have a central committee that vets our candidates, you're in big trouble. You couple this now with, again, believe people when they say they're going to do something. A new poll has re- uh, re- revealed now that a, a disturbing percentage of college students are in favor of using violence to stop a campus speech. 
20,000 students from 55 different colleges found nearly one fifth of college students believe it is acceptable to use violent means to shut down a speech that they may not agree with or deem offensive. Poll found 18 percent of college students approve of violence uh, to stifle campus speech. That number rises to 21 percent at Ivy League schools, drops to 15 in the Southeastern Conference. Liberal students expressed a higher acceptance of violence. You know, it's really amazing. What does the word liberal mean? Liberal used to mean I can put a cross in a glass of urine and call it art because all speech and all art needed to be accepted. Now, liberal means you're most likely out of all the groups to say violence is okay to stop other one Um, speech that you don't like. Take them at their word. I warned when Joe Rogan went over uh, to a to a a big uh, podcasting uh, site. You're going to have trouble. Spotify. Now, Joe Rogan. I I hope that this does not slow him down. He has the the power right now, but Spotify employees now are demanding editorial oversight over Joe Rogan or they'll strike. That's their new threat. And if Spotify doesn't say go for it, you're fired. Right. That's exactly uh, what should that's, happen. That's exactly what should be happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, Imagine if if I were to say, I mean, we have people at uh, iHeartMedia that I strongly disagree with. I had to work three doors down from Whoopi Goldberg in my studios in New York. Remember that? Mm-hmm. She was three doors down from me. Mm-hmm. I never once said to Premier Radio, why do you have her on? You continue to have her on. I walk. And if I did, they should have said, then get out of here. Freedom Mm -hmm. of thought, freedom of speech, more speech, not less. Now, believe people when they say they're going to do something. The Michigan Attorney General, Dana Nessel, will not prosecute people now for breaking Whitmer's lockdown orders. She says the state will no longer uh, uh, draw up charges for criminal prosecution because the Supreme Court of the state ruled the orders unconstitutional on Friday. She said, in light of the Supreme Court's decision on Friday, the Attorney General's office will no longer enforce the governor's executive order through criminal prosecution. However, her decision is not binding on other law enforcement agencies or state departments with independent uh, enforcement authority. So she said... This is the attorney general. It's her fervent hope that people continue to abide by the measures that the governor Whitner has put in place, like wearing face masks, adhering to social distancing requirements, staying home when sick, since they're proven effective at state saving lives. I don't think I know a single person if this thing would have been approached from the beginning of saying, hey, if you're sick, stay home, social distance uh, and wear a mask if you're, you know, uh, wear a mask if you're sick or, you know, just wear a mask. I think most people would do it. They wouldn't be happy mm-hmm. about it, but they do it. Instead, they've made it mandatory. And that's the problem. So now Whitmer has come out and said this ruling doesn't take effect for at least 21 days. So she's got another 21 days to make people's lives miserable. And she said, my emergency declaration and orders retain the force of law. 
alternative sources of authority will enforce the rulings. Wow. So now you're using the agencies, which is what authoritarians do. That is the progressive way. You have the EPA. You have, you know, you have uh, any kind of other authority come in OSHA and fine you or charge you with crimes and shut you down. That's the way to get around laws. These aren't laws. <sighs> Proposition 16. California, they are telling you what they are going to do and who they are. They are not people that believe that Martin Luther King was right. Your people, your progressives in California are true progressives, true early 20th century progressives that believe that one race is better than the other. They believe that. They believed it in the early 20th century. They just believed that it was black people who were inferior to whites. That's why they wanted to rid themselves through all kinds of, of new medical procedures of undesirables. Today, they happen to believe that white people are the disease. On Election Day, Californians will vote on Proposition 16, which would amend the state constitution to allow state bureaucrats to give preferences in public employment, contracting, and education based on race, sex, or ethnicity. So, in other words, they can discriminate against anyone they want. So, I hope, as Abraham Lincoln says, you think this through. Because the next person in power could enslave you or eliminate you. Uh, already in Hartford, they do this in Hartford, Connecticut. And it is already hurting the minorities. In Hartford, admissions to the city's world-class magnet schools had recently been subject to a 75% cap on black and Hispanic enrollees. Although this requirement was intended to ensure that magnet schools would be racially diverse, the results were horrendous. Some schools were unable to attract enough white and Asian students who were already attending good suburban schools. Thus, to maintain diversity, these schools have to leave seats open and empty while black and Hispanic children trapped in failing neighborhood schools languished on wait lists. And that's only one problem that you have. The other problem is reverse discrimination, which we are now being told doesn't exist. Of course it does. Of course it does. Discrimination exists in all people because it is a people problem, not a white problem problem pope francis pope francis came out if you wondered why the press loved pope francis the minute he was elected you now know in the most authoritative form of papal writing pope francis said the coronavirus pandemic has proved the failure of free market economics mm. Now, I will say that America leads the world. In England, the, the people were begging for the free market to be unleashed. 
He said that a good economic policy makes it possible for jobs to be created and not cut. May I introduce you to the brand new 2022 General Motors Zill. That's what happens when jobs can be created but never cut. He said the right to private property can only be considered a secondary natural right. That the wealthy should administer their wealth for the good of all. And that if one person lacks what is necessary to live with dignity, it is because another person is detaining it, end quote. That is the most, and I use this word as as the exact meaning, not the meaning of the person. That is the most anti-Christ teaching I've ever heard. That is the opposite of what Christ teaches. Christ teaches that even the poorest among us can be happy and live with dignity. I can tell you now, Nelson Mandela lived with dignity in prison. Dignity, living with dignity is up to you. Being happy, being fulfilled is up to you. Nothing can fill that hole. Trust me, I've tried. Nothing will feel, fill the hole that's within you. Nothing will give you peace. Except for an acceptance of universal truth. You are worthy. You are complete. You've made mistakes. There's nothing so big that you can't overcome if you ask for forgiveness. When you're granted forgiveness, accept that forgiveness. Stop beating yourself up and move forward. Those are the principles that you need to live with dignity. And no man, no man can detain it. No man can withhold it. I could be strapped to a table being worked on by Nazi doctors. And they cannot take that dignity from me. That is the truth and the power of eternal truth. And that is what we are missing today. And that is what we there is no other solution to our problems. There is no political way to bring this back together. The only thing that will bring us back together or save you and your family is a return to true universal truth. <laughs> 